0: Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the number one Detective rewatch Rewatchcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me as always is the one, the only, Colleen. How are you?
1: Hi. I am, uh, I'm still, uh, wait, what What did I want to say? I'm hanging in there. That's what I wanted to say. We're recording a little later than usual, so I'm a little sleepy.
0: Well. Wow. Blame the pandemic. Blame uh, Kyle. Kyle's off the podcast because he has the coronavirus, so we had to quarantine him.
1: He does not. Don't listen to him. (laughs) I mean, I don't know for sure, but...
0: Yeah, see? Maybe he does. (laughs) Maybe I'm just ahead of the curve. Uh, But we're we're covering one episode and then a Gushu Oyama uh, special. The Wandering Red Butterfly this week. Yeah, it felt, it, it's on the same like kind of movie as the last one. Mm-hmm. What was the last one? Wait for me. Yeah, wait for me. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was really surprised that it was uh, like seven minutes long.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that going in, and I was so happy that I only had to take notes for something that was seven minutes long. I was like, ah, yeah. Only all episodes are this short.
1: Hey, no, no, no. We want Conan to be as long as possible. So that's why we're gunning for the 1,000 episodes.
0: I do not. Um, So we're (laughs) going to start with uh, episode 97, The Farewell Wine Murder Case. This originally aired April 13th, 1998. The hint for the episode is Decorative Plant. And uh, We kick off this episode right away. We have a new opening theme song, Colleen, which is a Ume no Roulette. What, What'd you think about that? By Zard.
1: By Zard? Sounds like Zard. a pow- Power Rangers villain. Hell yeah. I thought it was okay. Sort of middle of the road. Nice uh, slice of life types of clips. Uh, the song wasn't anything to write home about, but uh, not the worst, I guess.
0: It's see why we don't have Spencer here to sing the, the song.
1: That's right. Because
0: I did do, do the lyrics here. I'll recite them. I won't sing them because I don't have a voice for radio. So, uh <laughs> spinning the roulette of destiny, I was watching you all the time. Why is it that in spite of being this happy, gazing at the horizon makes me sad? It feels as if I'm looking at the me from that time from far away. Spinning the roulette of destiny, these and those things that I think deeply about are mysteries... Look, the person of my destiny is there. I was watching you all the time. Looking up at the blue sky with a wink, it's like even from this high place, I can fly. If I bring up my speed and look through a telescope, I can see the future. Spinning this roulette of destiny to where I go, can I meet my memories? The tiny us on the blue earth are still evolving now. Spinning the rule out of destiny. Wings of when I depart are bravely. Look at any time luck is waiting. I was watching you all the time. Sounds kind of stalkery.
1: <laughs> so, I guess it's about Ron and Shinichi. And Shinichi regretting that he's a little boy now. Do you think this is the song that he, Conan was singing in the karaoke clip? Because that, that made it into the opening.
0: Oh, I might it done the song reminds me of when you're like, I don't have a Twitter, and then you reference stuff on Twitter.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's just me being suspicious, yet innocent.
0: Not too sure about the innocent part. Uh, so Kevin opens the episode by saying, I wonder how today's wine tastes. However, don't judge the quality by its name. See, because when I see Detective Cannon, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good show. But then sometimes we get episodes like last time where they just suck. Wait, was it bad last time? I can't remember. What did we even watch last time?
1: Last time was good,
0: I. <laughs> oh, wait, we so, had the two hour episode. That was the two hour That's, special, yeah. Yeah, so the, the half two half episodes looks... before that were bad. The one where Katergrey went on the date in the snow. World.
1: That's right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, not the best. We're back on track.
0: So the episode starts with Ron asking why her and Cannon were invited on a case, and Kigeru says that he doesn't know. He then says the job offer came from Ichikawa Kutaro, who is the CEO of Ichikawa Industries. And Kigeru remarks that the man got to his position through dirty means. Kigeru says it probably isn't a serious request, but he has adult reasons to take it. Colleen, what do you think these adult reasons are?
1: Money. It's always money with Kogoro. I don't know why they had to call it adult reasons, though, because that implies something else.
0: Maybe he was getting a a black book for it.
1: Yeah, that was the uncut version. We didn't get that.
0: Cannon says that the detective agency hasn't received any job offers lately, so Kogoro must be desperate for money. The family is greeted by the butler, Imamura, who says that they hold an annual family meeting on the chairman's birthday. Ichikawa then welcomes in Mori to his office, and Kogoro tells him that he hasn't exactly accepted the job just yet. Imamura then produces a check for 1 million yen, but Kogoro misreads it as only 100,000, tosses it away, saying that the world-famous Mori Kogoro sure has been seen as cheap. However, Conan picks it up and tells him the real price, so we see Kogoro do a total 180, and he instantly accepts after Ichikawa tells him that there will be another million on his way, after the request is completed. What do you think about his about-face here, Colleen?
1: That's just typical Kogoro, I find. Like, the, but the nice thing, at least for me, is that no matter how many times they've reused this joke, I, I still find it funny. Or or do you think it's getting old?
0: No, I, I'm, I'm a simple man, Colleen. I, I still find it entertaining. <laughs> Ichikawa says his two daughters will be in attendance at today's meeting, and he wants to find out what they want and are planning to do. He then has his doctor, whose name is Okano Hitoshi, explain that if Ichikawa keeps overworking himself, he might pass away soon. As such, he's looking to retire soon, and has to choose an heir. Uh, Kenan asks if it'll be one of his daughters, and Ichikawa says that it might not be the case, as they might be unqualified. I feel that something is going to happen, he says. Ichikawa then says that he's told people that Kogoro, Ron, and Conan are his friend's family, and that they should take care not to be found out. Conan's shocked by the old man and is annoyed that him and Ron are being used as camouflage. Would you like? Did you like this thing, Conan, kind of undercover?
1: I thought it made sense. Because usually we don't get an explanation as to why Ron and Conan are uh, following along with Kogoro, but this one they actually went to the trouble of coming up with a backstory, so I, I I liked the added uh, information.
0: As Ron and Conan enjoy the party, the butler introduces Mori to the older daughter, Kazue. She currently ends in an art gallery and we then meet the younger daughter, uh, Mizue. She start to argue about who will be the successor, and Mizue says that Kazue wound up leaving the house after fighting with her father, And then Kazuei alleges that Nizuei got married early because she didn't want to see her father anymore. It sounds like these girls have a lot of daddy issues to hash out here, Colin.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, where's the mom in all of this? Dead. Do you think they have the same mother?
0: Almost certainly not.
1: Okay, that's how I feel, because they don't look a thing like each other.
0: Mizuai then mentions that Kazuei's art gallery is being sued for selling forgeries, and Conan goes that they're both just as bad. And Kuga uh, writes sure. in his notebook that they both have bad personalities. This is like me doing, like, a, a co-host review. Like, your review of him like, bad personality, just as bad <laughs> as Kyle.
1: Yeah. It's a wonder why you keep us around.
0: Because you're the only people that'll talk to me.
1: Aww. That, that might be true. But anyways, um, Koguro n- not liking either of them was a surprise to me, especially the older one, because she was relatively attractive. She kind of reminded me of Aerie, just the way that she looked, not her personality, though.
0: Well, that's why he wouldn't like her.
1: That's true. I mean, but looks-wise, he usually goes for the hot ladies.
0: Later in the night, Conan is returning from the bathroom and begins following a woman sneaking around the house. He then sees Casaway in the wine cellar and sees her use a syringe to inject something into the wine. Someone else then walks behind Conan and knocks him out with chloroform. do you think about poor Conan getting a one-up tear, he never, like, checks his back. Like, this has been a constant problem. You think you would learn your lesson after somebody snuck up behind you and then forced you to take a drug that melts you back into, like, a six-year-old.
1: Yeah. No, He's uh, he, he hasn't learned from that experience, obviously. And this is one of those cases, we've seen them before, where Conan's just sort of running around doing his own thing, instead of, well, he didn't have any backup, precisely because he was the only one collecting clues.
0: We then see Ron wondering where Conan is as the chairman gives a speech. Ichikawa reveals that he's retiring soon, and that for his share of the company, he's selling it all to the Churi Company, which is actually the Japanese television station that airs Detective Conan. There's some. Fun trivia for you.
1: Breaking the fourth wall a little bit.
0: Everyone is shocked by the move, and he tells his employees that if they wish to stay at the company, they need to display their hard work to the new ownership. They ask about what he's doing with the money he's gaining from selling it, and he says that he'll do what he wants, and that nobody here is getting a dime, even his own daughters. This guy kind of rules.
1: Dang. He does. Yeah, he, he was quite inspiring.
0: We then see he can wake up, he begins trying to break out of the locked room. He says that the woman likely injected poison into the wine, but he doesn't know how she's going to use it. We then see his two daughters complaining about their father's decision, and then Casuay says that she brought a 57-year-old wine from the cellar to celebrate her father's new beginning. She offers it to him, which Koguro actually finds quite thoughtful, and then we see Conan finds a briefcase in the basement, and he uses his powered-up shoes to destroy the door. I like how that's always, like, he has to be reminded that he has these super shoes. Like, he's there, like, kicking this door, trying to find the escape route. And it's like, dude, you can just break whatever you want.
1: I I like the kind of cartoony aspect that they took with this scene. Because Conan ends up basically horizontal to the door. He's got his feet up against the door trying to open it. And that just doesn't seem like it would physically work. Because he's got the door shut with, with his feet. So, yeah, it's probably best that he was reminded that he had the power-up shoes. Uh, The other thing I wanted to mention, and this probably doesn't uh, apply to a lot of you, but the sub that I was watching, instead of the wine cellar, uh, the wine came from a wine cave. Just wanted to put that out there.
0: (laughs) Very cool. wine cave.
1: Wouldn't we all like a wine cave?
0: Sounds like we're that Dracula guy would have kept his wine. The cave. Oh yeah,
1: probably. Yeah, and you know it's not wine. Is that like wine terminology?
0: Other... Wine cave. I guess it is.
1: Oh, seriously? So wine saying cave I didn't are
0: subterranean that. structures for the storage and aging of wines. Yeah. They're an integral uh, component of the wine industry. What
1: well, the more you know. I just thought it was a bad translation.
0: See, canon kind of makes you cultured. Uh, I also didn't think it was yeah. a real thing because uh, my my translation also said wine cave, and I was like, I'm not writing down cave. That sounds silly. So, so I just didn't sell it. Yeah. But uh, apparently the subs were right. Never doubt them. Uh, so Kevin runs back into the room and he sees Ichikawa on the floor, having apparently drank the wine. The doctor is giving a mouth to mouth CPR to him, and Kevin learns what happened from Ron doctor then pronounces that he's passed away, and Kegaro tells them to call the police as it's an unnatural death. Did you think uh, this was really open and shut and that the daughter did it, Conan?
1: Uh, no. I I thought that would have been way too simple for Conan. Like, there was something else going on.
0: You would be correct. Meguri and the uh. rest of the police arrive, and they start getting everybody's testimony. The younger sister insists that he was killed. No matter how weak his heart was, there's no way he could have died from drinking a that wine, she says. The wine was poisoned. The doctor, Akana, says that Ichikawa had a weak heart, but he wasn't in immediate danger of heart failure. The two sisters begin bickering, and Megari asks to examine each other's belongings. She finds a syringe uh, in the older sister's bag, and Akana explains that she has a muscle relaxant in it. She says that it would be dangerous even for someone in perfect health daughter then breaks down crying and everybody looks on there's no mistake that she put the poison in the wine but who attacked me ask him so he still thinks something though
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh the sister is then taken away by police and meguri asks the younger sister if Casaway had a motive she says that her gallery was piling up with debt and that she was likely after his inheritance hergo brings up that ichikawa said that neither of them were supposed to get an inheritance but she says that inheritance law would have made sure they got something. If we talk about. Usually women are better murderers than this. <laughs> you, you know? <laughs> like, she didn't even, like, try to hide the syringe. Like, what did she think would happen here?
1: Uh, yeah. I guess she hoped that it would have been, uh. mistaken as, like, heart failure or something.
0: Yeah. She's a really shitty killer.
1: Not only that, like, she doesn't. Neither of them seem to be particularly intelligent and. They have horrible personalities, according to Kogoro.
0: I don't know. I think all women are smart, and I value them all.
1: Oh, is that right?
0: You know, I, I mean, I just want <laughs> yeah. to say that as a feminist.
1: Yeah, starting from episode 51 of Case Reopened. Don't, don't bother listening to all the past episodes of Tyler. <laughs> Bad-mouthing women. Like, from now on. Hey. Hey? <laughs> I
0: was uh, singing Happy Birthday. You know, washing my hands, and I was like, wow, is this gonna be a happy birthday without you, the female listener? No, it's not. So I, I've turned my ways. No, I'm um, not all about the ladies.
1: Don't let him deceive you. He was just doing it because he needed to wash his hand for 20 seconds.
0: Kevin of wonders if the sister attacked him so he wouldn't interrupt Kalei's plans to murder her father. This way she'd get more of the inheritance if her sister was found guilty. Kenan then notices a key on the floor and wonders where it goes. He asks the butler where it goes to and he says that it's Ichikawa's key to the basement. He says that it's strange as Ichikawa didn't go to the basement often. Kenan then wonders if it was the victim himself who attacked him. That would also mean that he knew the wine was poisoned. So this case is getting more
1: complex. I can't get too complex. It's only a one-parter.
0: Yeah, that's true. And then looks at a painting of Ichikawa and he notices a video camera in his eye. He notices a cord that goes up to the ceiling, and he goes upstairs. How cliche is that to put the video camera in the eye? Yeah. It just shows you that like all that money doesn't buy taste.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it happens to be a portrait of himself.
0: Yeah. Conan kind of goes inside a room to find a surveillance recording of the murder. He notices something in the video and then runs downstairs. He checks a decorative plant and then smells the wine there, showing that he actually had thrown it out. As I thought, Ichikawa didn't drink the wine, says Conan. He then pretended to drink it and he collapsed on purpose in order to see everybody's reactions. What a goofball this guy is, faking his <laughs> death.
1: Seems like the life of the party. He's just playing a game of charades.
0: However, Ichikawa ingested poison, and Conan can't figure out what happened. Conan watches the video again, and then has a realization that there's only one person that can make him swallow poison. He then asks Conan what he's doing running around up there, so he promptly knocks him out with his wristwatch. Who did you think was the culprit at this point, going?
1: Oh, I knew it was doc- the doctor from the beginning. But I, I thought the story was a oh, little wow. different. When
0: did, how did you know?
1: Um, he just, uh, seemed really suspicious, like, he would be the one that is probably the closest to him, so he can get, get him to ingest poison in some creative way, you know, being a doctor, he could probably manipulate that, either with, like, a slow reactive poison or something like that, or the way that it actually happens, but, um, I actually thought the story was a little bit different, but we can go over that at the end.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I thought it was him too because you're not. I, I was like, man, a woman cannot kill somebody. She has to be being framed right here. So I was like, it must have been one of those nasty dudes. And you know, let's just say I was correct. Okay.
1: See, I thought it was an accomplice thing going on, but then when he just let her get taken away by police, I was like, okay, I guess he's just in on it by himself. I thought maybe like the oldest daughter and the doctor were lovers and they were in on it together and they wanted to get the inheritance money.
0: You're trying to like turn this into like a telenovela Want like all the Oh
1: absolutely. (laughs) A scandalo.
0: Akane calls himself a pathetic excuse for a doctor letting Ichikawa die and it turns out he's actually a pathetic excuse for a doctor for a whole different reason. Uh, Ron tells him that it actually isn't his fault it is. <laughs> uh, then Kagura starts talking out of a speaker in the painting and tells them all to gather in the family room. Kagura says that while Kazue poisoned the wine, she didn't kill Ichikawa as he didn't drink any of it. He then says that Ichikawa couldn't have gone willingly as he believed in them all until his very last breath. Thus, that's why he tested his two daughters. He tells Ron to start the VCR and everybody watches the murder play out. The original plan was to fake a heart attack and then see how his daughters reacted. However, it started to change after he found out that Kazue was trying to kill him, so he pretended to drink the wine. Kagura then says that the poison was actually administered in a more direct manner by Okano, the doctor, who brazenly did it in front of everybody. In the video, you can see Okano inject him with what he said was medicine, but was actually poison. Kiger says that Okano was part of the act and betrayed him during it. Ron says that doesn't make sense, as the inheritance wouldn't matter to Okano. And Kikura says that all he can think of is revenge. Same. Same. That's all I ever think about, too. The-
1: oh, is that right?
0: Revenge.
1: Who would you take revenge on?
0: Kyle. For missing so many podcast recordings.
1: That's, well, that's, okay. A, true. And B, I don't think it helps when we pressure him to watch past episodes.
0: He hasn't watched those either!
1: No. He's just doing it to spite us. He's like, yeah, I'll get to them eventually. And then he just ends up missing more of them.
0: This guy, Kegura, says that Ichikawa could have worked himself to death if it wasn't for the doctor's suggestions. So he didn't actually have to get his hands dirty if he just wanted him dead. However, he did, so that means there must have been some contempt. I hated him and met Ichikawa was my father's rival. Okano says that the chairman and his father were partners 30 years ago, and that it was a great success. However, the man betrayed his father and threw him out penniless. His father became a drunk, and then after the death of his mother, he took his own life. Okano then became a doctor, and Ichikawa approached him. After he told Okano about his plan, Okano decided to kill him, saying he wanted to test trust when he betrayed so many people. I couldn't forgive him. And I thought like Conan was gonna be real snappy and be like, and yet you or, and yet you uh, betrayed the greatest relationship of all, the vow of a doctor to help his patients or something. But he doesn't say a single thing here. I was yeah. disappointed.
1: Yeah, missed opportunity on Conan's part. My favorite part of the deduction show, however, was Cogro's arm falling off, and Conan had to like readjust it while oh, everybody yeah. was looking at the TV.
0: So what do you think about it as a revenge tale? Were you surprised?
1: Um, well, once I kind of came to terms with the fact that it wasn't some illicit love affair turned let's go kill my daddy for his money, uh kind of plot, then yeah, it seemed like revenge was the next plausible plot line. Um I- I'm always impressed how Conan's able to shorten such a seemingly long tail into like 30 seconds of the episode
0: yeah this kind of feels so one note to me though like i feel like we've seen this exact mode of like 30 times by now we are only on so 97 of the podcast oh, sure we're gonna of course see it it's always many, like many, many more times. the business
1: partner and they were betrayed and then they like took their own life and then the kid wants revenge yeah yeah it's been done before
0: After the ending song, we see the police take Akana away. The younger daughter says she'll be pretty busy now as she has to organize everything her father left her. However, the butler tells her that he has the master's last will and that if anything were to happen to him, he would donate everything. She says she wouldn't let him do something that selfish, but the butler insists that's what the lawyers drafted up and that it's legal. She argues that by law she has a certain amount of inheritance, and then we see Tafagi uh, whispering something into the ears of Mac- Meguri. The officer then approaches her. It appears that you've disposed of some of your father's stock certificates without authorization, says Meguri. Your embezzlement nullifies any entitlement to the fortune. She then drops to her knees and Ron remarks that not even one yen is going to either of his daughters. Keguri then asks what will happen to the estate and screams out loud about who will pay him after learning that everything is going to be donated. Ron tells him that he already has a million yen, but he wants the other million. Why don't you give it up, asked Ron. And Koguro just yells, I don't wanna. Like a baby.
1: <laughs> Typical Koguro.
0: what do you think about, about the uh, the women not getting their inheritance for committing crimes?
1: Oh, I think it's horrible. They should have gotten something.
0: I like how even when a woman isn't the murderer... They wind up being criminals.
1: Yeah, the both of them. Because the other one is going to get, like, attempted murder charges, probably. Yeah. So did you think this was a Monk case or an anime original? <laughs> uh,
0: Judging that as pretty bad, I'm going to say anime original.
1: I believe you're correct.
0: Wow, shocking. So the uh, next Conan's hint is marbles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Did you used to play with marbles?
0: Not really. Like, did you?
1: <laughs> I collected them probably more so than played them. Because I, I don't even. Like, I
0: don't even know what you really do with marbles. So
1: you're supposed to, I guess, in the dirt or the sand or whatever, draw a circle. And this is just like one game of marbles. Maybe there are others. So you draw this circle, and then I guess you put some marbles in the circle, and then you get. Your marble. Where are you gotta find sand in a playground. Like this is what kids play. <laughs> this isn't like okay.
0: for us. I'm just saying. When's the last time you've seen sand that wasn't like at a beach? And uh, if you're at a beach, he's gonna bring a bunch of marbles.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, but all the parents out there, I'm sure they see sand often at a playground or a sandbox. Are you, when
0: did when have you last seen sand that
1: was not a beach? Was it yesterday? No, it was definitely not yesterday. Yeah. Like, the last time for me was a beach, but you're saying...
0: You're supposed to be quarantined.
1: (laughs) We're self-isolating. Well, actually, I'm just working from home, but... I'm A-okay, everybody. Anyways, yeah, marbles, I have some. Didn't play play with them a lot, but apparently you're supposed to knock them out of the circle. Yeah, the
0: cat's eye marbles. Yeah, I have a few of those. Cause I, yeah, I had some marbles as a kid. Oh,
1: yeah, now. I don't know what I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I what I ever did with
0: them, though. <laughs> I'll just say, well, I'm looking at some pictures of marbles, and I definitely had marbles. But I don't remember ever playing yeah. with them. There's not much to do with them. It's just a choking hazard. Why are we giving these kids?
1: I don't know. Well, the kids in the, I don't know, 20s, 30s played with them, so...
0: Yeah, but they had candy cigarettes. They were cool back then.
1: We do, too. We have Popeye sticks.
0: So we get a little thing at the end here. Kenan says, next time has to do with baking. And Takagi, your boy, Colleen, he says, I like pork loins.
1: (laughs) I'm glad he got a line.
0: And uh, Meguri says, says, that's Yakin Iku, Takagi-kun. I I don't know. Probably some fun. I don't know what that is. Do you call him?
1: <laughs> no. So I got, so the, okay. in my translation, it had the explanation of the pun, but it didn't actually have the rest of it. So I didn't get it. I didn't realize he actually said it's pork loin.
0: I giggled the, uh, the term yakiniku means grilled meat is a Japanese term that in its broadest sense referred to grilled meat cuisine. Yeah. It's like barbecue. Very exciting stuff. Okay. So maybe it's
1: a pun, like the title of the next episode?
0: This episode kind of sucks. Yeah,
1: I think so. Okay, wait, before we get to the episode, the Conan's hint at the end that they said like, bye Takagi. Do you remember when uh, a couple episodes back, we weren't sure what that meant? Like why he was saying bye Takagi? Do you remember that? Okay. Yeah. So I got yeah. it this time around. Because it was actually Kaka- Takagi delivering the the hint. Because he's okay. the one that says, next, Conan's hint. And then it, he just says it, like, bye, Takagi. He gives himself a byline. So, Okay. Uh, that was the joke there.
0: Well, I'm glad he's getting his lines. Well, yeah,
1: because he didn't have anything to say in the episode. He just whispered in Meguri's ear.
0: He whispered, though.
1: Yeah, but I would have loved Wouldn't to you have...
0: Rather get... Wouldn't you rather Takagi, like, whisper a sweet nothing into your... And to say something loud?
1: Not necessarily, but I'd rather he whispers sweet nothings than not be in the episode at all. So I was glad to see him.
0: What'd you think about the episode overall, though?
1: I I actually liked the case. I thought it was kind of interesting um, having A, the victim be the accomplice, and B, the attempted murderer believe that they were the killer when they actually weren't. Uh, I thought that was a pretty cool element.
0: Reminds me of that, uh, the case with the swan wife, where the guys, like, kind of fire off the crossbow, and miss, right. and then the guy does from the crossbow, yeah. so he thinks he actually committed it. Uh, yeah, there's definitely interesting parts. I just, I just found the doctor's, like, motive to be so boring, that I kind mm-hmm. of saw, you what was otherwise, sure. like, a decent what would have ma-
1: What would have made it more interesting for you?
0: I want, I want that love triangle. I want to tell him The one I was
1: describing. I know, right? Bullshit.
0: Yeah. Give me that. Yeah. So we move on to a Kisho Oyama short story, which is the Wandering Red Butterfly. This released in 1999. The special begins with a mustacheless Yusaku Kudo answering a phone in his car and talking to a young lady. Man, do you remember when cars had like, I mean, Matt? How? Okay. How rich is this dude that he has a family? I know, right? Star?
1: So this is before he has a mustache and before his like fame and fortune and his novel career. So he must already maybe they come from a rich family. I don't know. Was that ever explored? Yeah.
0: They have to. They have to because like they have like are able to travel constantly and like even if like he's a best-selling author, I don't think most authors are that rich. You know what I mean? Especially writing yeah. just mystery novels.
1: He must be really popular. And then like, Yukiko's who's retired. super
0: rich over mystery
1: novels? Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's not bringing in any money.
1: Unless her movies make royalties or something.
0: The lady says that he knows her and she's the one who wanders on a quest for a new home, the Red Butterfly. She goes on to state that thanks to the two news, she has finally found the eight Frisias they bloomed on the alley in the back with no sunlight, so he has to hurry or they'll die. She ends her kid by saying, under this sad rain that falls after high noon, come join me with a poem. And then hangs up before he can ask her a question. How confused were you by this opening?
1: Um, so, I guess I didn't clue in that, oh, that wasn't a pun, like an intended pun, but I didn't clue in that... She was giving him a clue until he started, like, listening back to it. I was just like, what an odd, like, sequence of sentences to be telling, saying to somebody.
0: Yusaku calls her a silly woman as he was repeating the conversation, then plays it back and says that he's able to investigate from any angle. Plays the tape back and spins his car around as he believes new home refers to Senjuku, which means new district. Then turns on the news on the radio to figure out the next part. He hears about the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Nishida, currently visiting America. He says Nishida means West, and then takes the West exit. He listens to the next part about the rain that falls after High Noon in the poem. Yusaku says that Shogo is High Noon, Ame is Rain, and Shi is Boom. He then moves on to They Bloomed on the Alley in the Back with No Sunlight. That directs him to read High Noon Rain Dome backwards, and he gets PRH, which stands for the Princess Royal Hotel. I think
1: the fact that he was able to record her entire clue was a bit of a cop-out, personally. If he were such a genius mastermind detective, he could have just memorized what she was saying. Do you think it was fair that he recorded Hey, it? man,
0: sometimes you gotta Cheat to win. Cheat to win. Yusaku's a winner of my books.
1: Well, that's true. Later on, at least.
0: He enters the building and says that the eight Frisias must hint towards her being on the eighth floor. He heads up and enters the tea room. Once there, he sees a woman's hat on the table and sits down. Is this, like, uh, where Conan's parents first met? Like, it look like, the area where, like, Conan has that romantic dinner with Ron. Is it, or am I...
1: Oh yeah, no, it does look... Yeah, now that you mention it, it did look similar. I wonder if they actually mention that it's in the Princess Hotel. The Princess Royal Hotel. We'll have to...
0: Yeah, so that possibly might be the same place. We'll have to
1: make a note of that once we get to that episode.
0: A waitress arrives and he asks for a coffee. A woman in red then approaches him and he asks her if she's found a new home. However, it isn't the attractive woman that he spoke to on the phone rather an old plump redhead she's like who the
1: hell are you and I love how suave he was trying to be and then when he sees her his reaction was just like oh that's not who I was expecting
0: Yusaku leaves the hotel and wonders where he got it all wrong he goes back to the news and says the letter in the news refers to four cardinal points north, east, west, and south I never knew that never uh, put that together that's interesting. I wonder if that's how the word came to be, or if it's just a, a happy accident.
1: Yeah. Who knows? I, I, I'm the same. Like, I, in, Until it was pointed out to me, I never really thought about that word representing the cardinal points, so that, that was kind of cool.
0: The second character is east, so he head towards the east exit by rearranging the remote for Maji of High Noon, Rain, and Poem he gets go-show cinema. As such, he heads towards the movie theater, which is showing a double header of Wait For Me and Santa Claus in Summer, which, of course, are the two other uh, specials in the short story collection. He arrives in the theater and finds the woman sitting in seat F8, and it winds up being Yukiko, Conan's mom. She chides him for taking so long and says she was wondering if he'd come at all, he says there were a lot of people on the road, and she says that the first film just ended, and that they should stop meeting like this. However, he tells her to have some confidence in him, as he's a great detective. And she starts to blush, and then uh, the episode ends with Yusaku introducing himself as an aspiring mystery novelist as the next special start, the uh, Santa Claus in summer. What do you think about this, Colleen? You got to see Conan's parents creating little like mysteries for each other that's like disgustingly (laughs) cute
1: well i was super excited to see his parents uh sort of the prequel before they were married and before detective Conan even started um the fact that uh yusaku was able to deduce incorrectly uh the first time around like i felt (laughs) i felt like uh Goshoyama Yama was saying, okay, yeah, it's fine that he got it wrong the first time, but whenever Kogro tries to, to do something, and he, he uses the same logic, like, he'll, he'll take the clues and interpret them differently, and he's wrong. But if Yusaku is wrong, then it doesn't really matter. It's fine. He's still a genius, but Kogro is just a bumbling idiot when he makes those mistakes. So it's, like, a little double standardy, but it's okay. Um, And also... I felt like this could be interpreted in so many ways. Like, is this their first date? Did they sort of the equivalent of meeting online? Did they, like, (laughs) talk about this and then this is how they decided to try and meet up? Or have they been dating a while? And this is how they kind of, that's the couple activity that they do?
0: I think they've been going out for a while because she says, like, we've got to, like, stop meeting up like this. And that implies they've been doing
1: it for a while it could or it could be like they the role playing or something like oh well he's the brilliant detective and she's the young starlet that he's pursuing and she happens to be just watching Choo-choo. a movie at the movie theater And, anyways like overall I thought it was cute um, I guess I didn't know what to expect because I thought it was a lot longer than it ended up being i believe it was only about 7 minutes long um i thought it would be long like like as long as uh, the first special wait for me but yeah wait yeah, for me it's fine actually oh well the fact that uh when yusako eventually does meet up with yukiko and yukiko's like oh you you just missed the first show i thought it was really interesting how they sequenced that because wait for me was the first Special, and then it was this one, and then it's Santa Claus in summer. So it's almost like this is kind of like an in-between show, and they're breaking the fourth wall a little bit.
0: Yeah, it works well as an interlude. Yeah.
1: yeah. What did you think about it?
0: Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, so I, I looked into this, the original manga of this that it's based off of. Uh, it did not feature Yusaku, It just was like two random characters. So uh, I thought, like by like. Even though they kind of just shoehorned of characters in, I thought it worked well. I thought it, like, uh, worked with, like, their type of relationship, so... I, I really liked this a lot. I thought it was fun.
1: Yeah. Um, I <laughs> found it really funny that Yusako's personality was a little bit different than uh, what his personality is like older like as booker kudo as yusaku kudo like the the novelist because i don't know thus far i feel like every time we've seen him he's been rather serious like he doesn't crack a lot of jokes but in this one he seemed a little bit more
0: well when you when you grow a mustache Colleen, it changes Oh, is that what it does you just wouldn't understand
1: oh so what you're saying is that yeah. I'm never going to be able to grow a mustache. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But I can do anything that I put my mind to, right? Maybe not.
0: Yeah, you know, I believe in true equality. so like, hey, girl, if you want to grow a mustache, you go for it.
1: I don't know if it's physically possible, for me at least. I, I, I can get you
0: on the hormones. We oh, make no.
1: It <laughs> I know some women out there... Have a real tough time with uh, that kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't.
0: So there you go. Colleen does not have a look that. Right. The rumor. That's a rumor killer. <laughs> Colleen,
1: twenty twenty, does not stop have spreading that stuff. around. Although well, use it as a disguise.
0: Oh, that's a good, good one. So uh, next week we have a two part episode: the famous Potter murder case, part one and part two. Yeah, so, Potter. Yeah, are you excited to see some Harry Potter?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what this case is about, isn't it? It's just going to be Malfoy saying Potter. I hope so. For 30 minutes.
0: Sounds good to me. So uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Case underscore Reopened. Follow me on Twitter at Trees. You can block Kyle as soul, oh. S-E-O-U-L. Yeah, I'm
1: sure he'll love you saying that.
0: Write letters to Colleen, just uh, send it to Canada. <laughs> yeah. They all know who you are, so just put Colleen in for that justice for Canada. <laughs> no streets, no cities. It'll get to the right <laughs> place. Yeah, there's
1: only It'll one worry. Colleen in the whole country, so you're good.
0: So yeah, that'll do it for this week's episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye, and remember, one truth always prevails.